know the lyrics to the extended version of every 90s TV theme song? And you recite the entire script to Wayne's World on command, verbatim? Might you wax nostalgic about injuries sustained during backyard wrestling matches? Have you pontificated at length over what beer goes best with Mario Kart? Do you philosophically dwell for inappropriate lengths of time on phenomena like snowsuits, minor five chords, Rocky Four, baseball stats, wall-mounted pencil sharpeners, cinnamon toast crunch, Murray Wilson, seasons two through eight of The Simpsons, Bond villains, then friends, lovers, palindromes, have we got the show for you. It's Calling BS with Brandon and Scott, your esoteric clerics for the fleet of mouth and mind. Brutally honest, meticulously obsessive, and painstakingly pragmatic. Check us out and BS, I love you. Hello and welcome back to Rocky Minute, for the daily podcast that analyzes the movie Rocky one racism-filled minute at a time. <laughs> I'm your host, Doug Greenberg. And I'm Jason Haynes. And joining us is Ted Sullivan, all the way from Los Angeles. Hello, Ted. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, no problem, no problem. Today, we are knocking out Minute 59, which begins with Apollo pretending his choice of a white opponent is a coincidence. And it ends with no comment from Rocky. So the reporter's statement from yesterday about it's a coincidence that Apollo is fighting a white man on the most celebrated day in the country's history is answered by Apollo, who says, is, is it a coincidence that he's fighting a black man on the most celebrated day in the country's history? So he's he's kind of just making a, a non-issue out of the out of the race thing, well, at least for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, I, I would think that the most celebrated day in the country's history in the bicentennial year would be july 4th 17 uh, 1976 not january 1st right um i think probably also that you know that's when they can shoot the movie <laughs> Fair enough. it's one of those where sometimes people ask me questions of why did it happen this way why did why did it not take place here well because that location fell through and we had to shoot here so sometimes that's just you make do I mean, even yeah. in this movie, um, you know, later in the movie, when the um, uh, he sees the shorts and they're painted incorrectly, that was a real mistake. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so that's, but they worked it into the story. It doesn't really matter, you know. Like, but and that actually works thematically. It actually works better. So sometimes those things work out for you. Uh, and I think the coldness and the like setting you could this story could have worked with them sweating and being in the 4th of July and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's something about being cold and bleak and he's, you know, the, that amazing shot early on when he's on the, the, the tracks and the subway car goes by and he's, he's cold and has got his yeah. hand in the mobster drives off. I mean, it, there's you something about it being, it yeah, it's just something about it being bleak and, and, and dark and almost black and white. And it, it's, mm-hmm. it, it really works for the story. Mm-hmm. So after Apollo answers the reporter's question, like the people start chuckling a little bit. But did you hear the the one guy? No. So he, uh, one guy shouts, "Right on! Tell the truth, brother!" <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that, but, that, that one guy stands out among all the, the, the chatter. Yeah, but it's it's also interesting too to see Rocky smiles with admiration with Apollo. Like they they. It, when he, he when when Apollo kind of turns the question on its head, 
Um, I think yeah. I think he's impressed with how Apollo is a master showman. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And 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 he he sees a kinship to him, but he also he, again he's he does not see him as a villain. He sees him as someone to respect, mm-hmm. as someone to live up to, as someone to aspire to. Um, and that's you know I said this in an earlier day, a couple days ago, but not only is Apollo not the enemy, but he's not. He's not a villain like Drago or Clever Lang, who who actually kills two people that are each of them kills someone deeply, deeply uh, personal to Rocky. Yeah, yeah. This is Apollo is just a man who is going to challenge Rocky to be the best version of himself, which is what the movie's about. Apollo is at at this moment. I'm sure Rocky's starstruck to some degree. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But he's seeing seeing Apollo with uh, you know being comfortable in his own skin mm-hmm. in front of the camera, talking to to people, um, spinning questions back onto the question asker. Uh, Apollo is everything Rocky is not, and right. but he wants to be. Sure. He also Apollo's an entertainer. Yeah, and he he also calls Rock Rock Rocky Rock. He pulls him in. He shares the spotlight with him. And yes, part of it is the show, but. It's also kind of fun and lighthearted. It, it's more the there's something interesting that happens. Apollo leaves the frame. He's gone when the other reporters treat Rocky like he's like a slow child. Right. Exactly. So yeah. Apollo's not there, and that's another subtle distinction that they that the filmmakers do to say Apollo's not one of these guys. Like these guys are dicks. They're they're <laughs> the worst, and and they're also part of the establishment. They're not on Rocky's side. They're part of the show, and they're using him, and they're treating him like a moron. And 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 um, uh, Adrian can see that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paulie and Paulie can, can see, see it. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, look at think about the when that one guy goes. Uh, 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 this is like you know, just between us, and then looks yeah, directly yeah. into the camera as if to I say, "Can you believe that. this bajical loop like this? This this what a I mean, what a jerk that guy is." I, I hate that. I hate that moment, the, the way that guy just between you and me. Yeah. I, it's uh, – what an ass. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and by the way, this is the moment I was incorrect. I, yesterday I said that this is when we cut to Paul and we see we see him react to oh. the money. But this this is the moment here where he hears about the $150,000. And that's where it's, – it's great. It's great to show how people are all going to come out of the woodwork to use him. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. And that's you, Paul. Like his his reaction, like his his face lights up. He sees an angle where he can get himself in on this. And can we take a moment just to talk about how amazing Burt Young is? Because somehow he's able to be sleazy and lovable at the same time, mm-hmm. right? Um, because he's an underdog too. He, yeah, he's got he's his own worst enemy. Because that's what everyone in this movie is their own worst enemy, with the exception of Apollo. And and in one sense, Apollo is. He has tinges of it because he is overconfident, so that's kind of his his hurdle. Yeah. But 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 Paulie, you know, yes, he's got a job and he has a house, but it's kind of a crummy job and it's a crummy house, and he's alone, <laughs> and he works in a freezer with meat hanging on hooks. So <laughs> it's not, it, you know, he's not living the glamorous life, you know. So um, and his only aspiration is to work for a mobster. Right. That's right. That's right. So I mean, I mean, from that standpoint, it's. It's uh, it, it's in, it, it's laying the groundwork for everyone coming out and wanting to use them. 
which has already been happening. I mean, that's what Jurgen is doing and Impala was doing to a certain and and Pauly. And and we're gonna get Mick coming up trying to use him too. Um, but Mick's going to do something that no one else in the movie does, which is be honest. Like Pauly's not being honest here. No, right. he's, he's manipulating. But the only reason why Rocky ultimately trusts Mick is he Mick tells him the truth. He says, I got nothing. I please <laughs> let me come along with you. He asks nicely. And for Rocky, that's he's he'll he'll ultimately do it. But in this moment, we see that Paulie hasn't kind of Paulie never really learns that lesson. No, he, he's he's kind of hitched his wagon to Rocky throughout the whole saga. So when uh, Apollo, you know, pulls Rocky, shares the spotlight with him a little bit, he asks Rocky if he's Italian. Yeah. Rocky says yes. And the uh, one of the reporters defensively asks, now what does that mean? Right. And that means that if he can't fight, I bet he can cook. Right, right. Uh, everybody just erupts in laughter. Yeah, it's very know, funny. You know. But it's a ver- that's a very Muhammad Ali line. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. You know that, that's a very, like... I'm taking control of the situation. I'm going to end on a house laugh, like, mm-hmm. which yeah. is again, like selling the idea that he is a master showman. He is PT Barnum and, but a lovable PT Barnum. And, uh, you know, and, and, and you always want to leave on a house laugh. That's, that's the, that's the, <laughs> that's the, the, um, the rule of show business. When, if, if, even if you were going to go five more minutes, but you got a house laugh, Good night, everyone. Drive safe. Yeah, Just yeah. get yeah. out of there. Quit while you're ahead. Yep. You know what's weird to me though is is why all the reporters are gathered around the podium there. Like that's not like nowadays you don't see that. Like you see, microphones. you know, microphones, tape recorders, people's hands sticking in there. But you mostly, you know, the focus is on the the, the athletes, the entertainer, whatever they are, and the reporters are are you don't see them. You hear them asking questions. You see the person acknowledging them, but they're in the they're, they're not. Visible here, they're like all gathered around, right up on this podium here. But I will tell you that this is a, another element from the '60s and '70s, where you know you would have much more of like Howard Cosell would be standing there and a couple other people. They just it, TV was a much uh, clunkier. <laughs> it wasn't even considered an art form. It was just a, a means to get information across. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, if you look back at stuff that I grew up, I was born in 71, so you look at stuff and when this movie was 76, and I remember stuff like that, it, it just looked this sloppy and this, it, it, this feels real. I, I got to tell you, like we're so used to now they, the, when they announce uh, when a basketball player is going to switch teams, like he rises from the floor and there's steam coming out and lasers <laughs> and music. And it's just, it's a, this is, this, this is kind of what life was like back then. It was kind of mm-hmm. quaint and uh, raw and exposed. And, and it just was, uh, this feels real. Yeah, I mean, we mentioned uh, about athletes when we were growing up. We, you never even knew what they sounded like, their speaking voice, because they didn't do interviews the way they do now. Right. I just saw them play on the field, and, and that was it. And celebrities, like uh, you know, actors and and whatnot, you only knew them from the movies that they're in. You you never got a glimpse into their personal life or their offset life. Nowadays we do. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going well. <laughs> but when I was, a, I mean, that's a great point. When I was a kid, Jim Rice. I was in Boston, and you know the Red Sox were my team, and Jim Rice and uh, Butch Hobson were my two 
favorite players. I had no idea that Butch Hobson was Southern. Like I, <laughs> I had no idea. I waited around once at, at spring training at Landalu, uh, uh, Channel Lakes uh, um, Field and to get his autograph and I heard his Southern accent. I had no idea. And it's just, I mean, that's, that's again, how kind of clunky and and unexposed we were to a lot of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Makes you long for the old days. Yeah, it? sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. So, uh, right. So, Paulie sees, um, oh, Paulie says, do me a favor, his lungs punch out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just the, the phrasing of that is weird. But he's, uh, you know, he sees that they're making a spectacle out of Rocky. Something that I, I don't, does Rocky even know, know that at this point? I don't think so, but I also think that he he looks at it from the standpoint of um, I, I think Rocky thinks knows eh, it's a show. I mean he's mm-hmm. he's watching himself on TV. He knows it's a show, and he also doesn't believe for one second that he can win. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he even says when the guy asks how how you expect to fight Creed, he said Creed's the best. I'll, I'll just have to do the best I can. Right. Right. And then the other jackass comes in, Rocky, just between us. Yeah. You know. Where, where did you get the name Italian style? He's like, yeah, he looks at the camera when he asks the question. Like he's doing a, huh? Uh, you believe this, this clown? Uh, but <laughs> I love Rocky's uh, response to that. Is that he invented it eight years ago when he was eating dinner. That's <laughs> such, that's such a simple response, right? He's just a, <laughs> a simple guy. And think about how kind of unpolished that response is compared to what we've just seen with Apollo Creed. Right, you know, like just how Apollo was able to, like Muhammad Ali, everything sounds like a like a limerick or a or a poem mm-hmm. or, or a lyric from a song, and Rocky's giving a piece of detail of information that has nothing to do with the story. <laughs> I thought of it eight years ago. You could end it there. That's pretty much all the information, yeah, yeah. you know, while eating dinner. Like, and, oh, did the dinner make you think of it? No, I was just eating pasta, and one night I just thought of it. Okay, okay. He does yeah, not know right. how to tell a story at all. It's <laughs> it's brilliant writing, brilliant performance. It's such a beautiful little moment that shows the difference between these two men. I do. I love that part when I was eating dinner. <laughs> But he, inv- I like how he invents everything. He invents right. jokes, jokes, yeah, he invents Italian stallion. He doesn't really have a, a a solid grasp on the English language. No, but that's that's also so endearing about him, and it's so sweet. Uh, he, it, it's amazing. Like if you talk to people who haven't seen this movie, especially you know younger people, that if you ask them about, it, I don't think they would think. If you said describe what you think Rocky is going to be, if the if no one would say sweet, but it yeah. is such a sweet movie. It is such an endearing movie, and I think it's why it was such a phenomenon. Not just because it tapped into that sense of I'm being left behind by the American dream that was the zeitgeist of the moment, but because men and women could watch this movie and find stuff that they could identify with and watch two earnest good people succeed and change and change each other. Mm-hmm. That's why it drives me nuts when these when guys like these reporters and the way Jurgens treats him. Like he doesn't deserve that. But he needs to go through that in order to have the success. I mean, this is the hero's journey. You know, if it's yeah. easy, one of the reasons why I hate Steven Seagal movies is that he never looks like he's struggling at all. You know, no one ever gets a punching on him. He always just blocks everything. He always wins every fight. Like the, the the reason why I love like Die Hard or Raise the Lost Ark or this movie is because 
they get beat up. They get the crap mm-hmm. beat out of them. They look like they're going to lose every second of the. Uh, that's what you want. I'm not into yeah. like someone who's going to just win all the time. That's boring. He it doesn't even break a sweat when he's when he's beating people up. Right. But in this move, in this movie, and in, in this sequence, it's important for the establishment to to kind of pick on him and make fun of him, and and it also allows us to see Adrian react to that. She's not happy. No. She's not happy by any of this. She's smart enough to know you're making fun of a man that I love and a good right. man, and that's wrong. And and she's us. You know, we're we're smart enough to see that, even if Rocky's not. Yeah, and uh, well, I mean, it's it's for, I guess, tomorrow. Yeah, the next minute we get into some of that Adrian. She comes into it, and this is a moment where if you've ever been on the fence about Adrian, if you don't love her in the next minute, then I think you are, (laughs) you're either Jurgen, or (laughs) or you're dead on the inside because this next minute. Uh, the way Adrian acts and defends Rocky and shoots down her brother, it's it is a moment of beauty of both performance and writing. It's spectacular. Yeah, absolutely. They ask, you know, try to embarrass Rocky a little further. They ask him for a comment, and he starts fumbling a little bit, and then they answer for him. Yeah, oh, I hate that moment. It's so oh. Again, that's where they just treat him like he's a little child. Like when you ask someone, like, "Hey, sing the song for us." I forget the lyrics. It's all right. It's all right. Go, go, go. Play at the little table. You know, it's Uh, right, right, right. right. Poor Rocky. Yeah, but that's what you want. That's what you want at this point. You're you're at minute fifty nine. You want to go. Poor Rocky. That's what you want. That's good storytelling. He uh, he gets a little redemption next minute though. Yes, he does. Shoving him off camera. Oh yeah, no, it's great. It's great. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh, look at that! That's the end of my notes. Yeah, me too. Yep. All right. Uh, we have, we do have them when when the scene when Paulie hears about how much money he's been making, and you could see like the light bulb over yes. his head, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> immediately that he realizes like, oh, I gotta get a piece of this. I gotta get in on this. Yeah. And, it, and he we'll talk. Yeah, we're gonna he get even it. offer anything. Anything really? No, no. Yeah, I can hold the towel. No. Yeah, hold the towel. Hey, hey. <laughs> oh, so great. <laughs> All right, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, all right. Everybody out there, go find our friend Ted Sullivan at Carter Hall, K-A-R-T-E-R-H-O-L, on, uh, what you say, twi- Twitter and Instagram? Correct. And he is he is the writer and co-executive producer of Star Trek Discovery, a new show that's on CBS. All Access and Netflix. All Access. There you go. Okay. Uh, so go make sure you check that stuff out. He obviously knows what he's talking about, you know, when he's uh, giving his little tidbits on writing and, and uh, you know, the filming aspect of the movie, which, I mean, me and Jay are as far from from the industry as, as you can get. So having, having somebody that knows the ins and outs is, is really helpful. But uh, we are at Rocky Minute on Twitter. We have a listeners group on Facebook. It's a private group, so click join and, uh, you know, you get approved. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of fun discussions over there. So join up. Um, if you want to email us, uh, we have an email address, RockyMinute at uh, gmail.com. And we're on DuelingGenre.com with uh, a lot of other a lot of other material there, minute-by-minute shows and just other entertainment centralized podcasts. Uh, so check it out. So come back tomorrow where we reach the one-hour mark, Ooh. minute 60. And the next Rocky Minute.